Yes, guys, welcome back to the original Judo podcast. I am delighted to be joined by a double Olympic medalist, Kate Howie again. She makes a return to the podcast. A return. <laughs> After chatting some nonsense yeah, about... some rubbish before. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but we're still doing the... Uh, Olympic selection nightmares. So Kate has returned to talk about um, Canada's under 57 uh, decision that they have to make. Very similar to uh, three years ago in 2021. But first of all, Kate, how are you doing? How's everything going at the moment? Everything's cool. Very, very good. Um, still milling about, doing a bit of judo here and there. <laughs> but no, no, it's all good. It's very good. Um, still at the centre, so... Dealing with the uh, the ups and downs of daily life of a judo player, so you know it's it's all good. Um, started to see over the last month or so that some of the nations are starting to make selections. So Japan have virtually selected their entire team. Yeah. The French have made a few pre-selections as well. Um, my understanding. Uh, Pepe over the Judogi Blanco podcast has told me that Spain have now made pre-selections for some of their weights where there's two athletes going. Um, is there an advantage to making selections this early? I think I think there is, purely because it takes the stress out of if you're going head-to-head -head with somebody, you can concentrate fully on the preparation and what competitions you have got coming up. Whereas if it's head-to-head -head all the way through... You, you sort of get the decision you've made it to the Olympics but you're sort of a bit deflated because you've gone on a massive push to get the de decision and then you're sort of flat at the games because you've had that massive build up and you sort of take your foot off the gas a bit and you've especially some people some countries leave it really late and there's only like a three week four week period until the actual games and you can't get yourself back up so that massive relief of yeah I've got the selection but then you're very flat going into the games. So I believe the earlier, the better in some cases. Um, still having a periodised plan, having some training camps, having competitions along the way. Obviously, don't not do any competitions, but you've got to stay in touch. But the, the only thing about the, the crazy calendar that is of world judo is, is the seeding. That's, that's massive in, in the Olympic Games. Um, there's not very many that go into Olympic Games unseeded and actually medal. So you're never going to take your foot off the gas. But with a World Championship, supposedly, f I don't know what it is, five weeks before or something, you, you still can't really relax. Because if you don't do the World Championship, ideally you don't want to because you want to have a nice run into the Games. But if you don't do the, the Worlds, what's going to happen to my seeding? Will I drop out the top eight? That means if you do, you could meet the number one seed first round, etc. So it's, it's a bit of cat and mouse, but... Ideally, I think the earlier you s select, the more choice you have in what you compete in and where you train and and things like that, with a constant eye on that world or Olympic ranking. I think last time out, uh, and using Canada as the example, they had world number one, number two, um, yeah. very similar situation this time, and they left it to a world championships that was just weeks before the games. Yeah. Um, do they leave it that late this time? think when it's that close I'd love to say yes but I know what that feels like for the athletes so I'd say no from a coach's perspective but for points and stuff and how close they are 
you might have to in that case, which is obviously what they did for the last ones. But um, if you've got the number one and the number two in the world, and you know that's probably going to shift throughout the year, one will be one, then one will be two, and then it will change. They uh, they try to fight off and everything, you know, that, that didn't really work. And um, it's one of them where you know you're going to have the number one and number two in the world, so why not pick it earlier? Oh, and I'm not saying you'd necessarily <coughs> pick it off a world ranking either. It could be a bit like uh, Abby and um, uh, Mariama. Yeah, yeah. It could be a, a one-off fight. It could be so, a best of three or whatever, but have it a bit sooner because the stress and the heartbreak for yeah. for both of them, like whatever way it goes, is is unreal. I mean, and I think pretty much everybody's seen the the little video that Daguchi did. Um, and she was completely devastated and lost and didn't know if she ever wanted to do judo again and stuff and you know she could have gone to the games just like Kim Kat did and, and, and medalled you know but it's, it's it's not a toss of a coin but it's that it's that close and the fine margins make or break you Is there a more and more of a justification to allow nations to take two athletes to a games because again we saw um Japan at 66 last cycle and, and Canada at 57s but this year you've also got the Georgians at 90s I mean the Georgians cross a lot of the male weights Canadians like there's a lot of divisions where I multiple think, athletes are in the world top 10 I think there's always a justification of taking legitimately the top 25 on the, on the Olympic ranking list whether that be four Azerbaijans or three Japanese whatever it may be but then probably would have the best 25 in the world because it's the Olympic ranking but then is it a true it's going to sound a bit dodgy a true Olympic field where it's yeah. sport for all yeah. and is it open it's not open to everybody anyway because you have to qualify but you have that process of let's face it if, if you could if, if, if that was the case and you could take as many as you could to the games Japan, France, the top nations, yeah. you'd have twos and threes, fours even in the weight, you know, and is that right? It's like, personally, I don't think so. Um, you, you can there see again. There is possibly a justification for two, mm -hmm. but then you probably would have two Japanese, two French, two Russia, two, two Russian, Georgia, or, yeah, two exactly. Brazil. So yeah. it would be 25, 26 made up of. Yeah, 12 nations. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, I think, I think to get to a games is special. It's even more special if you have got somebody, or it might be two or three in your weight in your own country. You know, it is the pinnacle. And ultimately, you want to go to an Olympic Games and win it, and you've got to be the very best who win it. So regardless if it's your one or two in your country, the best person will go and the best person will win. So that kind of brings us to the two athletes we're talking about today. Krista Deguchi, um, current world number one very kind of classical judo, very stand-up, Harai, Ouchi, um, very technical. And then we have world number two, Jessica Klimkat, um, a lot scrappier, drop Sodi, drop Marotti. She, she can throw, but she's so good at building pressure off outworking and out-attacking her opponent that she creates a lot of scores for me that way. Yeah, so who, who'd you go with? Personally, 
I would go. I hate to say it because what if they're listening? Because they're, they're both great judo players it's in, so different, it's, way, in it's different ways. Genuinely, such a in, hard decision in different as well. Ways, but I would plump Daguchi, and the reasons for it is we all know Japan is probably the top nation in the world. She trains in Japan. She's half Japanese. She can cope with the Japanese style a lot better. I'm not saying that Jessica doesn't because she does, but head to heads against Japanese, Taguchi's probably got a possible but better ratio. I don't know that as a fact, by the way. I'm just assuming that. Um, and also the style that Taguchi's got, which obviously is Japanese, very technical. Europeans struggle with that more because they can, she can pick them off, whereas Jessica will. She's hard, isn't she? She, she? she fights and she's amazing, drops drops CO, sodium and stuff, and she catches people. Um, but it, I think that's more of a Western style. Mm -hmm. So it suits the Japanese more. And if you're looking for a gold medal, I think that Daguchi has a better chance of that because of style. Having said that, both of them have been world champion. They've both been world number ones or number twos, and they've both beaten everybody in the weight. So it's about performance on the day. And I, I don't know. I just I'd go I'd go the Gucci because of performance on the day. But then Kim Cat beat her. I, I was going to say I think it's been such a funny year yeah, for the pair yeah, of them. Exactly. Um, so, Taguchi wins the worlds. Like yeah. Klim Cat wins the masters. Um, Taguchi's obviously just won Tokyo and, and Klimke gets bronze, but then it's only a little way back um, where, yeah, Klimke wins the finals at Abu Dhabi. Yeah. She beat her, in the, beat her in the final of Abu Dhabi, so just, I think for me this cycle, and similar to last cycle, I think Taguchi's been, had her nose ahead. And then lost it at the end. And then she lost it at the end, but at the minute she she nudges ahead. She but Klimkat is her, so good, catches her, comes back, yeah. and you go, it is hard to call at the moment. I mean, everybody would say we'd love to be in that position, but actually, when you're in it, oh. trying to make that decision is is awful. Um, but they, it's a nice problem to have, but not a nice problem to have. And yeah, I'd plump. I think the Gucci. Kate's having absolute. She doesn't like having to pick <laughs> because she's not been to her games and not going to Tokyo nearly broke her as as what came across in the the video that she did. I'm not saying that she wants it more, but I think she wants that experience and she's she's going to fight it out to the end. Not that she didn't before, but I think she's just. She's nudged ahead, and I think she will just just stay there. Um, but then I'm, I haven't got a crystal ball, <laughs> <laughs> and it is a difficult one. But the hunger for the Gucci—that's a very big assumption as well, though. But like, if, if it was me in the this—that's what, this, what this podcast yeah, is all about. It's all about making massive assumptions. If that was me in the Gucci shoes. I'd be so hungry in terms of getting to the Olympic Games mm -hmm. and wanting it, wanting that to happen because of the disappointment that happened for Tokyo. Yeah. Jessica's been there, she's got bronze in Tokyo. Um, I'm not saying that she's not hungry, but 
it's not the same. Having had a medal and gone to however many games, there's you sometimes think I've been there, I've done that, and there's not quite the pat. Well, there wasn't for me. Yeah. The passion for the next one, I blew out at that one, and then there's definitely the passion for the following one. So, it, just psychologically, how I thought about things is helping me possibly make the decision to Gucci and not Kinko. Ah, interesting. So, for me, a couple of the fights they've got come up against. You've got uh, is it Kisik, um, French girl, Sizik, yeah. Sizik, and Funakubo. Yeah, are gonna be. I think Jakova, you can never rule Jakova out okay. for Kosovo. Yeah. Um, yeah. You think she's got another, I guess, surprise See, Olympics in her? I'm not saying surprise Olympics, but you can never write her off because she can throw and, yeah. you know, she's so strong. But whoever writes an Olympic champion off. That's tricky. <laughs> you know? Um, and again, is she as good as she was because of being an Olympic champion? Um, the hunger part that's what I'm talking about um, so it's quite it's not open there's, there's a probably a handful of fighters that will win that and <laughs> for Canada to put two of the same weight that can win it um, but that doesn't help with the selection but yeah you're Japanese if you've got Daguchi fighting Pumbaroku then I'd still go Daguchi Clint Cat Pumbaroku 50-50 whereas I would bump Daguchi against another Japanese rather than a western style trying to beat a Japanese love it <laughs> Kate uh, thank you so much You're for welcome. coming on the podcast nobody hold me to that <laughs> especially <laughs> Jessica or uh, Daguchi it's just just an opinion and <laughs> I'm probably completely wrong but it's on my own experience. And That's what we love. Belief, yeah. We love to get people on to make a big commitment and we'll call you on it uh, in about April or yeah, May. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Guys, I hope you've enjoyed that. Kate, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, all the usual nonsense like, subscribe, blah, blah, blah. Catch you later.